Well, welcome. Once again, this is WNZN Radio from Lorain, Ohio. Thank you for tuning in to another show. I think you're going to really enjoy this show today. We have a very special guest, as promised. So I'm in the studio here with my good friend and assistant, David Aboot. Hey, Jan. Great to be here today. Good to be here. Beautiful yes, day, beautiful too. beautiful day. And, you know, if you can't hear us, I know that sometimes when you come, like, mm-hmm. to the west side of Cleveland, it's some of you have difficulty with the signal. But the best way to do it is just live stream it. Go to www.wnzn.org. That's wnzn.org. And you can also hear it very clear there. Or you might be getting it on the station uh, really clear, which, again, is 89.1 FM radio. As I said, this is WNZN Radio from Lorain, Ohio. And as promised, we have a very special guest on the show today. He's actually come from a very long distance from the other side of the world. He just happens to be living in Cleveland at this time with his family. And I, I want you to hear his story and the tremendous where he's come from and where God has taken him. And my, this is my friend I've got to know over the past couple of years, Ayman Kafruni. Good to have you, Ayman. Thank you. Thank you, John, for, uh, for this uh, invite. To, and uh, I really appreciate it. And thank you. Thank you, David. Oh, for, our pleasure. For Great to have you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. And uh, I speak a little bit loud because then we need a little bit more clarity. But... Um, I mean, I want to start with your life story. I know that uh, you were born in the Middle East and you have incredible musical skills, but can you take us through what we would call your testimony, your life story, of what what was life like for you growing up there and how did you get into the musical profession? And then I want to see then, how did you come to know Jesus Christ as your Savior? And then we're going to go full circle to why you're sitting here today in this tremendous ministry that God has given you to reach out to the Middle East. So maybe just start where you would like to start at the beginning. If we have a question or we want some clarification, yeah. we'll just pop in. Yeah, uh, again, thank you, John, for this opportunity. I can say that uh, um, um, for me, um, if I look back to my story day after day, I see how how great God is in, uh, and how com- how. Uh, compassionate he is and how merciful he is because um, I, I grew up in a family in the Middle East I was born after five girls and uh, if anybody knows the Middle East to be born after five girls and I have a younger brother but to be born after five girls this means that you are some, someone special for mm-hmm. the family so I grew up I thought that I am the most special person on earth and uh, that at the age of nine I started I my family discovered that I have a good voice. So whenever we are in a place, they just push me in to stand up on a chair because mm. I was a little boy just to sing to everybody. And I like the, the, the idea that everybody is clapping to me. And I thought that I'm really, really special. At the age of 16, I learned, uh, I started learning to play lute by myself. I taught myself. And a lute for our our hearers is what? A a lute is an old instrument. Uh, It's mentioned in the Bible, the instrument that David used to play. In English, they translate it to harp. But we have two words in Arabic. There is the harp and there is the lute. Whenever they mention play, David play an instrument, he used to play the lute. It's something like the mandolin, like like the guitar. It looks like... Like it's it's a string a string instrument. Okay. So I, I taught myself to to play and I liked it. 
at the age of 18, you know, we lived, Lebanon used to live always in, in a civil war. At civil the war. age of 18 was a, a, a very tough one. Who's civil, fighting who? Civil war. At that time, in uh, in 1988 uh, or 87, it was between the Christians, like between one party and uh, uh, and and the army, and it was something between the Christians. Uh -huh. And I live in, in a Christian area because some people, they don't know that Lebanon, there is a big population. Pop population of Christians in Lebanon. So the fight at back then was between the Christians and it took maybe two years. During that time I was studying nursing in, mm -hmm. in, uh, in uh, and and uh, they they said in the army that they need nurses to uh, to to become uh, nurses for the army. Right. And so I I applied and I became a nurse in the army, and during the war you know everything you can find drugs anywhere. Especially people are dying. Nobody cares for for anything. So uh, and since I work in in in, uh, in hospital. Uh, the pills and all the kind, all kind of drugs are very close to me. So I started smoking hashish and uh, drugs, and wow. and it took me a while. Now I find myself uh, uh, surrounded by friends. We always take drugs together. But the difficult thing is, you you sit with your friend today, tomorrow they bring him killed with a bomb or something. So oh. it it was, you know, th there is no meaning for life. You live day by day. But playing my instrument and playing oud made me also feel like I'm special even in the army because all the officers and everybody wants to sit with me to sing for them. And I lived even as a special person in the army. In 1991, the, the, the civil war, that civil war stopped for any reason, I don't know. But uh, they, I, I saw this uh, uh, ad on TV uh, a program was very famous back then in in all the Middle East, like uh, American Idols and those programs. Okay. It, it's a, a talent show <clears throat> and uh, encouraging people, why don't you come? And if you have a talent, uh, so everybody around me, my friends and everybody started encouraging me, why don't you apply? So I thought when I go there, they will forget all who came before me because I am the special mm. one. And then, but when I participated in that show, I discovered that it, this is not it's not just me who think this way all the participants think the same way so I saw the competition it's very hard uh, after I, I participated in that show it was the first step for me to 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 to, to fame then it, it became my dream that I want to become a star one day I started uh, producing new songs and uh, having these songs on radio stations, on albums, and signing contracts with. Uh, I, I found I found it very exciting, and I thought that this is what I what I want for my life. At the age of 16, I wanted to read once the Bible, but I, I started in, in the book of Revelation and I saw what will happen to the sinner. I was so afraid and is I said, right? this, is oh not, this is not what I want. So I, I left the Bible. And when I became a singer, this exposed me to another range or another level of drugs, which is the cocaine and the pills. Yes. And I, I, I got deeper into that. And at the same time, I had this uh, heavy conscience that that I'm doing something wrong. Until mm. one day I said, why am I torturing myself? Who said that there is a God? God is an idea. A human created God, not God created the human. So mm -hmm. I decided for myself that there is no God. Mm. And I lived as an atheist for for over more than two years. 
And during these two years, I went into black magic and people, you know, just uh, uh, fortune tellers and all, all these stuff. Was that big, Ayman, in your culture? Let's say yeah. fortune telling, black magic. Yeah, yeah. Sorcery. So it was natural. It was almost natural. You would go that way. Yeah, when 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 you don't find answers uh, in places, then you you go to look for answers anywhere. And spiritual. Th th yeah, spiritual answers. So, so uh, going deep into that, I found like there is something. This this emptiness inside my heart is is growing bigger and bigger, and uh, I, I was not happy. Everybody sees me look feels like. I am the happiest person on earth. I have uh, a lot of fans. I travel a lot. I'm a singer, famous singer, and I have many songs. Who I got reward uh, for for these songs, video clips on TV, interviews on TV. But at the same time, I am the person who wears this mask with the big smile mm. on my face. Go outside with this big smile, but when I go back to my room, I can't wear this mask. I have to hang it, and when I go out the second day, I just put it on. Oh. And so. Uh, People see me as as a happy person, but in fact, from inside, I was sad, n no satisfaction with anything. One day, I had a big concert, and someone said to me, one member of my band said to me, why don't we go to that monastery? There is a monastery next to the place where we are doing the concert. Let's, let's go to this monastery and pray. I told him, do you believe there is no God? Pray to whom? He said to me, you're not going to lose anything. I said, yeah, I'm not going to lose like like uh, uh, sorcery, for, uh, like uh, black magic. I'm going to try it. So I went there to the monastery and I wanted to pray. The monastery was closed back then. So I decided if there is a God to listen to hear me, the, I should he should hear me wherever I Right. And uh, I don't have to go inside to the monastery mm -hmm. to pray. Sure. So I, then um, I, I stand up, stood up there and I started talking to him. If you are really there, if you if you do exist, help me in this concert, and I promise you, if you help me, I will give you. And I start thinking honestly, what what shall I give him? Like fifty percent of the income that I'm gonna get from that concert, or 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 maybe ten percent for a year, twenty percent for two years. Hmm. I start bargaining with bargaining, him. Bargaining, yeah. Yeah, and then then I said, if if he is real, and if there is a God, this means that I have to promise him something in interesting for him so I thought for a second and then I said if you help me in this concert I promise to read the Bible five times like reading just the New Testaments and just the four Gospels for me because I don't want to read definitely uh, the book of Revelation because <laughs> this is what yeah, yeah, yeah. What, <laughs> yeah so I started reading the Bible he helped me in the concert but I and I regretted it many times. Why did I promise five times? Why didn't I promise five, one time? Because it, it's going to take me forever to finish the five times. Yes. But I couldn't stop because I was afraid. Like when I was in Black Magic, they used to tell me, if you don't do this, the spirit will get upset and you will get in trouble. So oh. I promised him, if, I, if you help me, I will read the Bible. He did his part. So if he is real... He was going to punish me if I don't do my part. So I have to read the Bible. I didn't want to. So I remember many times the marijuana in my hand, the hashish in my hand, and the Bible in the other hand. The cocaine on the table. I do oh. the lines, oh, right. the drinking wow. whiskey, and reading the Bible. I just wanted to finish the Bible. Your commitment 
my commitment <laughs> right, because right. I was afraid. Sure. During that time, he was working in my heart without me knowing. Now I know that he was working in my heart. I remember many times coming back home, uh, drunk, uh, under drug, uh, and and uh, there's that voice inside of me telling me, now you want to read the Bible? Look at yourself. You are drunk. This is the Holy Bible. Go sleep. And tomorrow morning you take a shower and then you read the Bible. You pray before you read it. Wow. But at the same time, another voice. Now I know that it was the Holy Spirit. Another voice telling me I did not come for the the the, uh, the righteous people i came for the sinner right. the 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 sick people needs the doctor not the healthy ones so this encouraged me to sit and read the bible even if i'm drunk so uh, make long story short i discovered that he loved me day after day he could have smashed me but he he kept his mercy on me he didn't he didn't he didn't do what <laughs> what it's expected for me as as a sinner. He, right. sh he should throw me in hell right away because I used to curse his name a thousand times a day. I'm, I'm living in, in adultery, gambling, cursing his name every day. But one, one night, make long story short, in 1999, I remember that night very well. It was a cold night in winter. In Beirut? In, in Beirut, uh -huh. a cold night in winter. But the sky was very clear those nights where, where you see the moon and the stars and everything. And I was just alone at home, staring at the sky. And all of a sudden, I start telling him, why do you love me? I was, I was fighting him. Why do you love me? Look at my life. You love a person like me. And all of a sudden, I saw myself kneeling on my knees. I couldn't resist anymore. Crying like a baby, mm. telling him, forgive me. I don't know how to, to, to make it right. But I am not happy. I, I want you and maybe for an hour I was there kneeling on my knees praying I didn't know what was going on but I stood up after an hour the joy and mm. the, the happiness happiness even though I don't look for happiness now joy the yes. joy the real joy inside that I was looking for for years the thirst that I had all of a sudden it, he filled my heart and I, I had this <laughs> conviction and it, it was not feeling, it, it's still in my heart till today, that he was listening to me. He heard me and he gave me this confirmation that if you die today, you're going to be with me. And I have this confirmation till now. Nothing can change it. Wow. And this is not a feeling because sometimes people think that I felt this way. No, it's not a feeling. It's something he put in my heart was at real. that night and it's real till now. So that was the moment. And that was, what, 21 years ago? Yeah, 21. in 1990. How old were you? 30. So that was the period. I'm just thinking of listeners that might be listening in this morning. What you just told us was your life of how you came to know Christ. And no matter what our sin was, and then all of us come from, you know, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, as the Bible tells us. But you felt you were just so far gone and so far lost. Why does God love you? And maybe there's somebody listening today that might think, well, I did this wrong, and I did this wrong, and I'm a terrible sinner. God couldn't forgive me. Yeah. But what you're telling them this morning is that God's mercy is new every morning. His grace is available. Yeah. And this is uh, this is something that you just cried out, and, and the Holy Spirit touched your heart. Yeah. And you just wept and cried and, and came to Christ. Yeah, and, and the thing is that I tried many times, to be honest. I tried many times before to stop uh, taking drugs, to stop 
to to please him mm-hmm. because i felt sometimes even though i'm an atheist but deep inside my heart i know that there is a god yeah right. i tried many times to please him sometimes i promised him i will i will do i will be good i will be good i couldn't keep it more than half a day mm-hmm. then this made me feel like i'm disappointed i don't want to do it anymore and i kept repeating the same thing the same thing because i thought that if i don't clean myself if i'm i don't become good enough he will not accept me okay. until the day that i that i discovered that day that with in spite of everything i'm doing mm-hmm. he still loves me uh, this what what hit me you love me with with this kind of life i'm this kind of person and you still love me right. this made the whole difference and when i ask him to forgive me i know he forgave me that was it I, this is very i'm i'm very sure he forgave me as if i didn't do any sin in my life mm. I, I'm not saying now I'm a perfect person right. but after that night I have this real relationship with him I know he he listen to me every time I speak to him he's my friend and he knows my weaknesses he wants me to live a holy life I'm trying with his help I'm not trying it by myself right. day by day he's helping me to live mm-hmm. a holy life and whenever I do a mistake because I'm still a human sometimes I do mistake even without me I, even I don't want to do it. I find myself doing mistakes. I run to him. I don't run from him. I run to him. Forgive me. And he forgives me. Mm. And I continue the way. So, n- yes, I encourage anybody who is listening to me now. There is God, our God. Jesus is is not the God of just one chance. And if you if you if you took grace today, you are not qualified tomorrow. I, I in fact, I was not qualified the day I took it. I was not qualified yeah. that he accepted me and I will never be qualified and no one will be qualified nobody is nobody now so, now I no, know he, he he lives in my heart so now I'm in uh, how did it now happen that these gifts God gave you of music and everything you went the one way into the professional singing and nightclubs and which opened up to alcohol and drugs and now you're you're truly born again and you're now a Christian, and how has God used these gifts, and how did he put on your heart to now become somebody that shares the gospel and becomes evangelist, and we're going to come all the way up till today, but how did that happen where you now started sharing the gospel? You know, honestly, I didn't I didn't plan for it. I didn't know that it's going to be this way. The thing is then that the life I used to live as a professional singer, it doesn't match with the Christianity, with with... It's, I'm not talking about rules in Christianity. It doesn't, it's not appropriate. Uh-huh. I used to live a life, it's not appropriate. It's not true or false or right or wrong. It's not appropriate for a Christian to do what I used to do. Right. So I decided, I, I was called as a professional singer, I want to continue in my career. But I want to honor God with everything I'm doing. So I, I, I used to took Bibles with to take Bibles with me wherever I go. Uh, the lifestyle changed. I, I, I don't speak my bad jokes as I used to do. I don't curse as I used to do. I, uh, he gave me, he, he healed me from drugs. I didn't go to any rehab, to nothing. Wow. Even though I tried, he healed me. I'm not saying he gave or I tried to stop. And no, he healed me mm-hmm. at the same moment. Cool. I stopped taking drugs i used to drink a bottle of whiskey every day so this change life life changing moment <clears throat> after after it happened and after i started living a different lifestyle in my career now the doors start 
closing because they don't accept they didn't accept me the, the, as the new person mm-hmm. so this is not your place anymore so after a year and a half i came to a point i had to choose if i want to continue in my career i i have to go and i heard it many times from from uh, 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 from companies from people who work with me from my my manager if you want to continue and and to be successful in your career you have to to come back to your old life so I had to choose between either to continue in my old career or to follow Jesus. I wanted to follow Jesus, definitely. But the problem back then was what, what sh- I, I don't have anything to work. I don't know, I don't know how, what to do anything. I mm. just know one thing. No hold career. A microphone. Yeah, right. No career. I, know ju- I have just no just to hold a microphone and <laughs> sing. Mm. Then I said, Lord, I, and I wrote a special song for that day that I promise you, Lord, I will never sing to anyone but you. That, that day, I made a decision because I was newly married and I don't know what to do, how, how to continue my life. Then I said to Grace, you know what? Grace, my wife, she was my girlfriend. And, and after I accepted the Lord, she accepted the mm. Lord and we both got married and we decided to follow the Lord with all our hearts. I said to her, you know what? Why? I can go start over from the scratch Let's go. I have a friend in Jordan. I want to go and start working as as a construction worker, and the Lord will will help me to succeed, and I will become a businessman in mm-hmm. the future. I didn't plan that. I'm even though he he started giving me to to write songs, compose music. Then, I, the moment I decided to quit and go work as a construction worker, now I can see that as if this is my Isaac the most precious thing in my life. I put it on the altar and I said, I don't want it anymore. On Monday, after two days, he opened the door for me. I started doing programs without even me planning. I started doing programs on a Christian TV station and I did like for, for years. And he opened the door for Grace to work in that TV station and he started giving me to write songs and all of a sudden I saw my songs all over the world. People from Australia contacting me, from the United States, from Egypt. And I started receiving people uh, invitation, come and we want you to come and tell your testimony here, to sing for us here, mm. to, to lead worship here. And I, I didn't plan for it. That was to, television. Yeah, that was yeah. all through the Middle East at yeah, that time. Yeah, yeah. Boy, so God shut one door, opened another. David, you had something. Well, yeah, <clears throat> I had. I have a, a scripture verse that talks about what you just said. One Corinthians ten thirteen. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience, and God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. Mm. And, uh, and you know, that that is what you just said. I mean, when I became a Christian, John and I always talk about this, about doors opening. There is no way we could have opened those doors on our own. But mm-hmm. it's through the power of prayer. It's through com- being committed to walking down a certain path. And it is hard to leave your old life and to stay on task with that it is really hard you know how, how do you go about that every day uh, you know it, it is it is hard when yeah. you know i always i can i can say it in in a metaphor imagine i have just two hands and i have no pockets i the only thing that i can carry mm-hmm. is something that i put in my 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 empty hands and you found me uh, holding a handful of gold yeah and all of a sudden, you see me going and throwing this gold in in the garbage. You say this is a, uh, this is a foolish man. Mm. The only 
time when you don't see this, when you don't say I'm a foolish, is when I see diamonds, something much more precious than gold. Then if I throw gold, it's easy for me to throw gold. I got it, yeah. Now, yeah. it wasn't easy for me to decide to quit my career. But when I when I came to know Jesus and when I saw how 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 awesome he is in my life I, and to to keep my career this means i have to uh, to to uh, to quit my relationship or to uh, i don't know what to say the word to to, to compromise my my life with yeah. jesus no i will never compromise my life with him because what i got in jesus is much more precious than any that's yeah, why yeah. i i don't <clears throat> i don't see it now it was hard it yeah. was maybe the best choice I mm. took in my life to quit everything yeah. and just follow him. Wow. Amen. I have a question, yeah. Ayman. Having grown up in the Middle East, you grew up in Lebanon in the city of Beirut. You came to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. What do you think is the biggest misunderstanding or obstacle in people in that part of the world to come to know Jesus the way you did? Is there something <clears throat> you find there that may be different here? The obstacles here might be different? Or what, what would you say? that they might not fully understand or grasp about what happened to you, that they might become a Christian? Or what, what, what would you say? I think, I, I think it's self-righteousness and religion. 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 Mm -hmm. they, they think I can please God with what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So the moment a person discovers that no matter what you do, you can never please God with your work. Uh -huh. So uh, until they get to this point, that God is pleased with one thing. He gave us a gift by dying on the cross and paying the penalty of my sin. And he gave me eternal life as a gift. The only way for me to get in good relationship for, with him is just to accept this gift freely. And then he will help me to continue living a righteous life. I think the, the most challenging uh, uh, obstacle in the Middle East, maybe in the whole world, is... Uh, Self-righteousness. Self-righteousness, yeah. which is pride. I, yeah. mean, pride, I, I, I was going to say pride, especially um, the way I grew up. I mean, I saw so much of that. You were know. growing up how, David, for our listeners? Well, um, Middle Eastern. My mother was Syrian. My father was from uh, Lebanon. But our family shield was the peacock. And so, you know, uh, the whole time I grew up, I just saw a lot of pride throughout the family. And, you know, and, and I don't know if that's something that, you know, you felt, too, while you were while you were out overseas, you know, in the Middle East. I mean, is that did you felt that, too, from a bunch of other people? Because pride is really what I have to fight all the time. It's it's one of my big weaknesses. Yeah. And uh, definitely pride. And especially when you see people and unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, uh, supposedly those those teachers mm -hmm. the religious teachers mm -hmm. teaching in, in uh, and this doesn't mean that I don't I'm, I don't have my response I'm not responsible I'm responsible I have the Bible and I have to go read my Bible but religious teachers teaches that if you want to be a good person follow that that between brackets follow that um. saints or follow that path and they put people in front of us, just follow and do like them. So we see people in the Middle East mm -hmm. praying a lot for other humans who mm -hmm. died 200, 300 years before. Oh. And they make statues for them. Yeah. And because this is, they thought that this is Christianity. So I think, 
and I, I was like that. Oh yeah. But but my mistake was not those false teachers, even though those are big obstacle for me. But my mistake was that I was not reading the Bible. The moment I started reading God's word, God's word opened my eyes to the truth. So the pride that made me feel and and laziness. It's it's my responsibility to read the Bible. Yeah, I cannot yeah. wait on someone to read right. it and to come teach tell you. me to teach you. I yeah. have my Bible. Right. I have to read my Bible. <clears throat> that's a good point. So I yeah, think that's, that's I an think point. yeah. I think this is laziness. Is uh, we don't want to read. No. We, we want it just as as fast food. You know, I go to church on Sunday. I hear uh, a small portion of the Bible and I go continue my life. The emptiness inside will never be uh, uh, filled, except with one thing sitting with God's word and read it for myself. After I read the word for myself, his spirit will open my eyes yeah. to see the truth. And yeah. once I see the truth, you know, in Second Thessalonians chapter 3, it says that when they refused the truth, God delivered them to, to believe the, the, the work of, uh, or the teaching of uh, the, the false teachers. Right. When they refused the truth, they refused, I don't want the truth. Okay, go and uh, here's, here's the, the false teaching. Yeah. Go uh, believe deceiving. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's my responsibility. It's every person's responsibility to go grab his Bible and don't worry. You can, I, I remember I told in my story that I, I used to have the marijuana in my hand and the Bible in my hand. I'm not encouraging anybody to just get <laughs> drunk and read the Bible. But he accepted me the way I am, the way I was. But he changed me. He didn't he's not waiting for us to change ourselves in, a, in order to, for him to accept us. Wow. He wants us as we are. And he will change us. So uh, how, how did, how did she, Go ahead, Jan. So I, I really like what you just yeah. said, Ayman, because... For all of us listening and sitting here in the studio, the importance that we feed ourselves. We cannot always be dependent on the pastor or the teacher to feed us spiritual food when as we grow in Christ, as Peter says, as a newborn baby, desire the sincere milk of the word. And then Jesus says, man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word uttered by the mouth of God. And then the apostle Paul talks about strong meat. But every Christian, as we start growing, should be able to feed themselves as they go into yeah. the Gospel of John and they study the, the epistles and read the Psalms and you start growing. It just is. And Jesus says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So you went from there, then God opened more and more doors of ministry and now tell us how you now came to the United States of America and specifically Cleveland. Yeah, after I started in 2003 doing TV programs, in 2000 in fact, 2001, 2002, and then in 2003, uh, it, it, uh, um, uh, I started doing TV shows more and more. And in 2012, I had some shows made it to MTV for five years. I, I made shows during the Lent season on MTV. And I had the, the, my ministry in the Middle East. I used to travel all over the world, uh, all over the world. To, for revival meetings, evangelistic tours. And uh, I came to Cleveland. I used to come to the United States maybe nine times every year for events here and there. So one, one of the places that I visited for, for many times since 2007 
is Cleveland. Mm. I came for big events here in Cleveland maybe six or seven times before 2018. In 2018, the, uh, uh, and I, I, I planted a church in, in Lebanon with my wife and, and some other believers there, and the church grew. And I, I never thought that one day I would leave and come to the United States. Mm -hmm. Until 2018, my daughter started thinking, I'm, I'm, if when I grow up, after I finish high school, I want to go to the university, to the United States. Then I thought I would never send my daughter alone. Mm -hmm. This is the first step to start thinking, wow, now it's time to, to hand out the, the, the leadership in the church in Lebanon to the second generation. Now I have leaders in the church and it's time for me to move with my daughter, with my family for their future. If she wants to come to study here, I want to come with her. This is how it started. I started looking here and there, which what, what is the best state for me to, to bring my kids here to go to the university or to the college. Then when I started talking to my friends here, everybody wants me to come and plant a church in, in California, in Detroit, in, in Louisiana, here in, in Cleveland. Then I started praying, Lord, I'm planning to go to the United States. Where do you want me to go? And it was very clear for me after a year and a half of prayers from 2018, half 2018 till 2020, that the Lord confirmed it to us many times that he wants us to come to Cleveland. I brought my family at the end of 2018 just for one visit. They saw the city. The moment my daughter came here, she said to me, I fell in love with the city. So right? we knew, yeah, we knew that God wants us to be here to start planting a church uh, with Middleburg Heights Church, with Grace Church in Middleburg Heights. And uh, we, we are here, we arrived officially in 2020, January 2020, uh, so a year and a half so far. Uh, and here we are. Mm, we planted the church and the church is growing. We thank God for that. That's and all Arabic. All Arabic. And I continued my ministry. I'm doing uh, TV programs. Uh, I used to travel. The last year I traveled a lot to California because we had studios there. Uh, uh, Christian TV stations in, uh, in California. They have studios there. I went uh, to record a show last year. I called it Ask Me About Jesus. And this year I'm doing another show in Atlanta with uh, Kingdom Sat founded by Dr. Michael Youssef. Uh, it broadcast in the Arab world and some other part in, in, in the world for Arab-speaking uh, uh, people. And I'm doing uh, this year another show. It is called uh, With My Mind to, to, to tell people that when we worship, when we sing, uh, uh, it's not just singing with our emotions and with our feelings. We should, we should use our mind. We should get our mind involved in our worship so we can... So our worship transforms our life. If our mind is not involved in our worship, so our worship is in vain. Yeah. And I know you're going to play <clears throat> us a song. Yeah. You brought your lute, which yeah. we now understand is like a, yeah, I the can. instrument that David played. And yeah. so it's a special treat for everybody listening. This comes like all the way from ancient antiquity, this yeah. instrument. Yeah. yeah, and you play David from the Bible, not me. Yeah, and uh, he calls it the ten-string instrument, does he not? In the, in the yeah, song? yeah, there, there is a, the the harp is a ten-string instrument, but this this instrument specifically, it's it's really old, and I feel so blessed to play the instrument that David used to play. Okay, it. all right, play us so, a song, and then we'll we'll ask we'll you what it meant, yeah. and then we'll continue with the interview. 
choose a song that is familiar for for even the American speaking people to, for the Americans here. So the song. Uh, <laughs> شديد الرفعات يلتف بالمجد هو الظلمة تختفي من وجه ذا الإله من وجه ذا الإله عظيم يا الله That song is how great is our God. How great is our God. That was wonderful, beautiful. That was sound. really that's yeah. a, and Thank that's you. an ancient instrument. Yeah. Like you say, yeah. I mean could be the very instrument or type of instrument that the psalmist David used. Yeah. You know. So thank you very much. Yeah. And so God has used that gift and your skills now to open really incredible doors. Maybe you could share a little bit what your vision is and how you're moving towards uh, getting the gospel, not just to the Middle East, but primarily the Middle East, but literally around the world. Maybe you could share a little about that. Yeah, oh, we, we all know that the world now is like a small village. Uh, here we are doing doing an interview here, and I know that people in, in Saudi Arabia can listen to it mm -hmm. at any moment. So uh, whatever you do here, it's, it's, it's available for everybody around the world. Uh, since I'm doing, uh, this is the, the calling from God to me. It's not just to be a pastor in a local church. He opened doors for me even to to do TV shows. And uh, and I believe that he wants me to continue the same, what, I'm, what I used to do, even though I'm pastoring a church now. So 
to to do TV programs, um, as I said before, I traveled to California because we don't have a studio here uh, for a year to do a show. Then this year I'm traveling to Atlanta to do another show. Yeah. And I thought, why don't we do start doing something here? I shared with friends here and one of them is you john and you know uh, the the dream i have on my heart and we started thinking uh, out loud why don't we really think about doing something here in cleveland and uh, since i serve in grace church middleburg Heights, they have a beautiful campus in olmstead falls and this in this campus they have a big theater mm -hmm. it's not less than any big theater i made big shows in Lebanon. Uh, uh, so the theater is very well equipped with lighting, sounds, and everything. And one of the plans was for me this year to, to do the new show on that stage. But when I started to prepare for that show, I discovered that they don't have cameras, uh, 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 TV quality for that show. Mm -hmm. So uh, I started praying and uh, the Lord showed me a way to why don't you start something start uh, let the snowball start rolling to see where it goes and we are planning now to to have people help us to to raise some fund for and honestly this interview and you know this interview is not about fundraising uh -huh. when you ask me a question it's not about fundraising when the lord is doing something he knows how to send the right people for for that but since you ask me, uh, the idea is to, to start gathering few people who are interested in God's word, spreading God's word in, in all over the world uh, by equipping this place to be able to produce uh, uh, new shows from Cleveland. And at the same time, I did a small studio in home because it's part of the production to have a small studio with a green screen that, that you know, it's, uh, it works together with a, big, with a big space. I started a new studio in, in my home, small one, uh, and it's already done, thank God for that and for all uh, the people who helped in that. And here we are now. I'm, I'm, my dream for this city, I know that it's not, it, it, it's God's plan for, for me to come with my family and serve him in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. We know how many Arabs there are in Cleveland. And I thank God for the, the people in, the, in our church, in our congregation. We have this uh, alarm that goes off every day, every day. We have maybe 117 people on this list to, uh, who pray every day at 10.02, which is Luke. Uh, Luke 10 2 when the Lord say uh, ask his disciple pray uh, the harvest is plenty pray to the Lord of the harvest mm. to send people so every day like uh, a few minutes ago yeah, you right, heard right, right. my alarm goes off it's reminding me to pray for Cleveland and so we are praying for Cleveland there are many Arabs in the city who need who are thirsty to hear God's word and uh, since we speak Arabic the responsibility fall on us, uh, Christian, Arabic Christian, to tell everybody about the love of the Lord. And this is what we are doing. You know, many people have thought Cleveland is experienced kind of a, I don't want to say revival, but there's something going on in Northeast Ohio where people are hearing the gospel, ministries are coming, uh, ministries are being launched. Do you sense that coming from a on the other side of the globe, you know, the other side of the world, you come to Cleveland. Do you sense maybe something is going on in Cleveland where the, the gospel is? Definitely, definitely. I can sense that definitely because 
the the thirst I see in, in the people's heart, it's not something done overnight. Mm -hmm. I believe there are people who've been praying for years. Mm -hmm. And we, we came here just to harvest. There were people planting over the years, mm -hmm. faithful people. I know that one time uh, uh, Dr. Billy Graham came and preached in the city and he planted a lot of seeds. Mm -hmm. And those seeds, we can see the fruits now. I believe that there is something going on in Cleveland and, and I feel so honored that the Lord included me in this plan to bring me with my family to be part of, mm. of his plan for Cleveland. Yeah, I can see something happening in Cleveland. So in the, and now from Cleveland, once this studio, and it's remarkable even what it looks like today, I mean, in your home as well as in the church out there in Olmstead Falls, but your hope is, is that these programs music, the Word of God, teaching, testimonies, is going to go into the Middle East and beyond. Mm -hmm. Explain that a little bit, How, what kind of TV stations you're getting on, what kind of platforms you're going to be having. You know, TV stations now covers, like, if, if there is Arabic uh, uh, community in <clears throat> Australia, they go and look for ways how to get the Arabic programs from, from Lebanon, from Egypt, from all over the world to, to speak their language mm -hmm. like any other uh, right. ethnic yeah. group. So like like in <clears throat> Australia, in Caribbean, in South America, in North America, in Canada, and all over the world. Now, uh, uh, having the, uh, the uh, programs transmitted to your home is easier, much easier than before. You just get any device and there are many ways, apps or... So our, our role is just to produce a, a good quality show with good content, with God's words and make it available for these TV stations. We have several TV, Christian TV stations that are uh, included in many bundles uh, on, on these uh, uh, services around the world. So once we pro 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 produce the program and give it to the TV station, and now we have already programs running on many TV stations, so people around the world, they can easily, I know people in Australia watching our shows, I know people in the Caribbean, I receive emails from South America, from Brazil, from so people invite me uh, sometimes to go to Brazil to hold maybe a, a revival. How did they hear about it from the programs we do on TV. Okay. So whatever production we do now, these are the rooftop, rooftops that the Lord talk about, whatever you hear from me in the darkness, go and proclaim it on the rooftops. I, I believe if the Lord comes today, the rooftops are social media, are uh, YouTube, Facebook, TV stations. So uh, I believe the Lord is, is using these tools today. So Ayman, how do people support you in the work you're doing? Uh, how do they get in touch with you? Do you want to share that with the listeners? Yeah, it's it's. Uh, thank you, uh, David, for this question. Uh, whoever wants to support this ministry, it's very easy. Just he can write a check to Grace Church, Middleburg Heights, and he put in the note down that this is for uh, the Arabic Media Project, and just send it to Grace uh, Church, Middleburg Heights, uh, and that's it. What is the name of your ministry? The name of the ministry we started in 2003 is Nazarene Broadcasting and Communications Ministry. Okay. The, the, the communication of the Nazarene, and I mean by the Nazarene, Jesus, the Nazarene. Uh, and even though it's sometimes people would think that this is a denomination, we're not talking about denomination. Right. We are serving Jesus Christ, the Nazarene. So Nazarene Broadcasting and Communications Ministry. But whatever we are doing here, 
it's uh, whoever wants to help. And again, you know that this is not about fundraising. Since we are talking about it, uh, whoever gives toward this ministry, it's tax deductible. It's going to Grace Church and whatever penny he gives, he, he will receive a receipt for uh, tax deductible. And it's again, Grace Church, uh, Middleburg Heights. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I mean, so much is going on in the world today. You know, I was uh, recommending people to go to this YouTube site, One for Israel. Mm -hmm. And many Jewish people are coming to accept Jesus Christ. And they're putting their testimonies. Ah. That's reaching that country. Right. But this, which you're reaching, mm -hmm. is predominantly the Arabic-speaking people around the world. Right. And what I like is that he's already seeing fruit here in Cleveland with the Arabic church that Absolutely. he's pastoring. Yeah. So I always tell people, I'm in, and his ministry is not <clears throat> startup. He's not at point one or two. Right. He's at like five, mm -hmm. six, or seven, continuing to go. And you know, and and anyone that wants to partner or be part of this this kingdom expansion through media, it, it is is you know, um, well, yeah, that's that's the, the Grace Church, which is the seven seven three nine three Pearl Road. Remember the Pearl of Great Price, okay? Pearl Road, Middleburg Heights, Ohio. Of course, that's four four one three zero. Grace Church, 7393 Pearl Road, Middleburg Heights. Great, great church. And that's where your church is at. Yes. The Arabic church, yes. right. And make sure to to uh, specify that this, whatever, if <clears throat> someone wants to send a donation, send the donation specified to the uh, Arabic media project so they would know that this is for uh, right. for the project of the video. Right. So w w when you were deep into addiction, you know, one of the things that, that we hear is there's, there comes a point where you're, you're not feeling the same high that you had. You're just, you're doing it to do it, but you can't stop. Now, you were at a point where you found the Lord, you got on your hands and knees, and he came and filled your heart, and, and now look at your life. But what do you tell the people that are struggling at the point you were at, where their blinders are on, they're not feeling the same high from either the drugs or the alcohol, but they're continuing to do it because they can't stop, and they still don't feel there's a way out. What, what words of advice or wisdom do you have for them? In a very short time, I know our time is, is yeah. uh, almost done. Yeah. In a very short words, trust Jesus because he, the, the healing he would give. Now, I feel much more high than any time <laughs> right. in my life. You yeah. know, yeah. it's not a matter That's of true. adrenaline. Yeah. It's not a matter of, you know, when 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 your heart is full, mm -hmm. when you are satisfied. Excellent. This is yeah. this is what you are looking for. Amen. It's not easy. It's very difficult for a person who struggles in addiction, but trust the Lord. And come to him as you are. Don't try to clean yourself. You cannot. I, I cannot. Nobody can. Just come to him as you are. Trust him. And he will put people around you to help you. I'm not saying that you don't need people. He put the right people around you to help you. But the most important thing, he will do a miracle in your life. The one who, uh, who called Lazarus after four days to come out of the grave. It's not difficult for him to call me out of my addiction. And mm. this is what yeah. he did to me. Mm. And he can do it to anyone. Just trust him and come to him with all your heart. Mm, very Amen. good advice. Yeah. So here you are 20 some years later. Did you ever think you'd be sitting here in the radio in Cleveland, Ohio? <laughs> you know, Honestly, God. no, no. Playing your lute? Never, <laughs> never. But he, there is a verse who, 
in in Psalm 103, I don't know the right uh, uh, translation in English. He 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 called the the miser miserable person well, from the mm -hmm. from from the garbage <coughs> for the word, and he made him sit with his people in his family. Right. This is what he did to me. Right. He snatched me from the dirt of the world and he made me one of his children. Right. Jeremiah 33, 3 says, Call upon me and I will show thee great and mighty things that you cannot even imagine. So who can imagine, you know, what doors God is opening? Oh, and yeah. We're happy to be part of it all. I mean, you know that, you know, yeah. we're really behind you yeah. and, and want to see you. how God's going to continue to bless you. and Thank you. Bless Cleveland, Ohio and bless yeah. the world. Yeah. You know, things are really going on in the world. All we see, you turn on the news, it's like bad news, but we have good news. Yeah. And somebody said if tomorrow we woke up and everybody in the world had enough food, enough clothing, enough shelter, enough health care, there'd still be a need to share the gospel, right? You'd yeah. still be a need mm -hmm. to share the gospel of the good news mm -hmm. of Jesus mm -hmm. Christ. Mm -hmm. And so we do thank you very much, Ayman, for coming in today. And uh, maybe we'll have a follow-up show, yeah, especially after the studio gets yeah. going and everything. Maybe we'll mm -hmm. do a show out there. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. David, do you have any closing thoughts you well, want to Well, you know, I thought it was uh, fitting to read this uh, scripture, um, and it talks about, discusses the process of growing and learning from your trials. It's well known, Romans 5, 3 to 5. We can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our heart, hearts with his love. And what you said about all the drugs and everything not filling you up nearly as much as this and you're on a continuous high, mm -hmm. that, that really speaks to that verse. And mm -hmm. since I became a Christian, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's been about 10 years that John and I started on our walk. And there's a lot of times where, you know, you would typically go and reach for something. Instead, now I pray. You know, I don't do that all the time, but that's really becoming more of a regular pattern. And it's just, it's life changing. Yeah, yeah everything yeah. changes. Yeah. Well, I'm in. Thank you for coming. And thanks, David. And I want to just say this to all the listeners that are tuned in today. You know, we all come from different places, different backgrounds. But maybe something that I'm in shared this morning in his testimony, in his story of his life, again, you know, Jesus is ready and yeah. willing. You know, he's right. not willing that any should perish, but that all might come to repentance. He, mm -hmm. he says in, in the Gospel of Luke, the Son of Man comes to seek and to save yeah. that which was lost. We serve a seeking God. Maybe you think you're too far gone, or you tried it before, <clears throat> or you went to church when you were little, you don't go to church now. And as Iman says, we're not really talking about religion here. Yeah. We're talking about having a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. So anybody that... Uh, is that spot right now uh just bow your heads and, and pray and let me just lead you in a, in a prayer heavenly father we thank you for this beautiful day that you've given to us we thank you for breath and life and that we can be together here and the miracle really of these airwaves and and for iman's tv station how the, what can be said here can be shouted around the world and what we're just sharing is the good news of Jesus Christ. And I want to pray now specifically for somebody out there that's listening that's that just has painted themselves in a corner. They don't know if there's any way out, but they heard the good news of Iman's story that you simply call upon the name of Jesus Christ. He did it when he was alone one night 20 years ago, totally transformed his life. 
And I would pray that for you too now. The Bible clearly says, to as many as received it, to them he gave the privilege to become a child of God. So I pray right now, bless that person that's praying that prayer and just reveal yourself to them, Jesus, we pray in a very unique and special way. And thank you again for this day. Bless my brother Iman, his family, his ministry, and just use him mightily to reach many, many people in this day and going forward in the days, the months, the years to come. For your glory, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Great having you, Iman. Thank Have you, Have a good Iman. weekend, everybody. Thank you. God bless.